on one. I'm BJ Ryan, episode 142. Proudly sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Uh, we've got a Friday edition uh, this week, and uh, we're doing a remote version of uh, your WA Racing podcast. So I'm currently zooming in alongside the Perth Racing Guru. G'day, Guru. G'day, BJ. I just forgot your name for a moment there. That's a good start. How are you? Yeah, not excited bad. for the grand final. Very excited for the grand final. Should be a ripper. Should be a ripper. Um, how did first of all, how did you spend your national day of mourning yesterday? Crying uh, for the majority. Um, no, nah, just, just took it nothing, easy. Yeah, actually, because there's nothing to bet on. Is that why you're crying? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think we uh, we cooked that a little bit, didn't we? It would have been a great opportunity for a nice uh, public holiday meeting. Yeah, somewhere we in. Uh, uh, should have rioted. Should have rioted for sure. Hundred percent. Mm. So yeah, no, I had a, I had a basically had a racing free day. Got the preview done at the the crack of dawn, and um, yeah, went out and um, just enjoyed the uh, the sights and surrounds of, of lovely Mount Pleasant. Very good. Yeah, you know, I uh, took the, we took the family up to Kings Park and uh, spent some a oh. uh, few hours up there. It was magnificent, actually. Um, yeah, the bridge walk. No, we didn't get that far this time. We have done okay. it in the past, which is good fun. But um, had a couple of tired boys, so we didn't quite make it that far. But uh, lovely day. Might have ended up throwing one of them over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> the thought has crossed our mind a few times. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's just it was great to get out and uh, enjoy a magnificent spring day here in Perth. We've got another one today, but. Um, Bit a bit of a different um, take on things today when we do our preview, of course, because the markets are already sort of mature in a way. Um, mm. Obviously, they, they they landed early yesterday morning. Um, did you get, did you do much business yesterday morning? Was there was there much to was there much meat on the bone um, before we do our preview in uh, a few short moments, Guru? Uh, not a huge amount. A couple mm. I'm hoping might wobble back out late. Uh, I, I definitely like the card as a betting card. I'm quite opinionated on the horses that I I want to be on a bit of value later in the day. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be hoping as I am most weeks for some uh, exchange prices. Very good. Very good. So um, just uh, from a racing uh, perspective tonight, it's a uh, uh, Mooney Valley, it's the uh, it's the Moya Stakes, the the now traditional Moya Stakes pre grand final meeting under lights at the Valley. Um, we've got a couple of WA representatives tonight, Terry. So in the Rock Magic. in the Stock Stakes, uh, Kiss on all four cheeks. There's only seven runners in that race now. Um, that's a Group Two mares race. She looks pretty pretty uh, pretty well in there. She's a close to an even money favourite. Is Kiss on all four cheeks stepping up to the mile and a horse by the name of the Front Bar making her Victorian debut in uh, race five of the evening. That's a 955 Ladbrokes 55 second challenge heat. So, um, yeah, the front bar stepping out for the first time since uh, since leaving the Adam Durant stable earlier this year, Terry. Very good. Disappointed yeah. Rock Magic isn't going around. I used to <laughs> see him go around in the mall every year. Yeah, he was a staple there for a while. And um, and I suppose before we, we, we move into our preview, uh, AFL Grand Final, huge day, Geelong versus the Sydney Swans. What's your what's your quick uh, tip? And uh, maybe Norm Smith, Terry. Uh, draw, and then we get to watch it again on Kalgoorlie <laughs> Cup Day in the Goldfields. How's that? And, uh, uh, Norm Smith. We'll go with uh, Cam Guthrie or uh, Isaac Heaney. Oh, okay. All right. One of those pair. One yeah. of those two. I'm cheering for the Swans. So Swans by 
seven. Swans by seven. I'll go uh, for a, yeah. If it's a Geelong player um, for a Norm Smith, I'll go with who will I go? With? Jeremy Cameron. If it's a no, City Swans player, I'll go with Chad Warner. Blonde hair. Uh, nah, on the chubby. move, uh, cutting through the toilet middle. brush head. Yeah, <laughs> uh, TB head. Yeah, so that's my uh, that's my Norm Smith. Um, but yeah, it should be a great game. I think the two best teams made it through. Uh, Swan survived a bit, of, a bit of a scare. That was a classic prelim um, last Saturday. Loved watching that on the couch and flicking between between the footy and the racing. And uh, the uh, the Geelong had a bit of a cakewalk against uh, against Brisbane. But I think the Two best teams made it through and now uh, looking forward to getting back to the MCG for the first time in a few years after um, after grand finals at the Gabba and, of course, Optus Stadium here in Perth last year. So um, always a tremendous time of the year. And hopefully it's a game fitting the occasion at uh, in uh, in Melbourne tomorrow. But we're going to do a stripped back version of the 1-1 today. Listeners, of course, Ooh, we need- like uh, the full Monty or- <laughs> We need uh, we need this. You uh, can leave your head. <laughs> we need we need this relatively short so Jen can uh, Jen can quickly put it together. And, oh, and, hang uh, on, how are we still talking about the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> up online before uh, before um, uh, yeah. You so you guys can get a chance. You've thrown me here too. So you guys can get a chance to. I'm throwing uh, myself. <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, shit! So you guys oh, can get sorry. a chance to uh, to listen to the show before uh, before Belmont uh, kicks off tomorrow. So we better get moving into our Blackheart Stakes Day preview, and we'll do so by partnering with Betfair, our uh, our leading sponsors here at the One One. So it's BJ Ryan, Terry Layton. We're teaming up to record episode one hundred and forty two of the one one this is your west australian racing podcast punters it's uh just after 10 30 a.m on friday the 23rd of september so we've got belmont and mika thara cup day this saturday terry's a full book on all the mika thara form uh fellas so um guys and girls so if you uh if you need some mika thara, mika thara form make sure you hit the guru up on twitter he'll be more than happy to the four horse field in the cup <laughs> He'll be more than happy to give you a few ideas after going close to uh, to backing the card at uh, where were we last Saturday? Marble Bar, so Mount Magnet. Mount Magnet was it? Mount Magnet. Mount Magnet. Very yeah. good. Um, of course, Northern is racing on Sunday, and it's Two J Cup Day at Belmont on our public holiday Monday meeting uh, this uh, this long long week. And Terry. Uh, stay tuned, BJags, throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City mates, get out, stakes, competition. Uh, and don't forget, uh, coming up shortly is Heat for quarterfinal, number four of the uh, the Mundaring Hotels, um, WA Racing Media Mogule Mastermind Challenge. That's I've rolled that off pretty well. AKA. In fact, I'm doing two, two things at once. AKA the Frisk. Yes. BJ. So I'm uh, very, very much looking forward to, uh, to that little battle. Scotty Embry uh, taking on Scotty Embry with some with some news to drop, I think, as well. Okay. Taking a personal news, but it's personal news. So yeah. who cares? Uh, taking on Lockie Taylor. <laughs> did you, taking on did LT. You use, SE versus LT. Did you use little battle on purpose? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good point. Uh, a little any, battle um, coming up for Heat 4 of our ma- uh, Media Mogul tournament. Yeah, uh, Scotty Embry versus Lockie Taylor. Very much looking forward to that one. And in the world of Betfair, that's betfair.com.au. What, uh, what are you up to, Guru? What, what, uh, what fingers, what pies you got fingers in at the moment in the, uh, in the land of Betfair? 
just taking it one race at a time, BJ. <laughs> That's all we're doing. So uh, we need someone to um, – we need someone to – oh, the preview is online this week. won't be next week for Cow because I reckon I won't be able to use a keyboard for about four days <laughs> while I'm in the cold fields. Um, but are, you, are we running your podcast up and about next week? Yeah, What's we'll the, do a podcast. Yeah, we need, the, we need some, uh, some, some listeners to put up their fans to join me. We'll probably go to the Hen House, I think. Hen House uh, Podcast Studios oh. there in uh, Osmond Park. Um, so if you want to join me in the absence of the PRG – uh, that's next Thursday, and we'll record episode 143, Calgary Cup Day edition of the 1-1. Very good. All right. So let's get cracking on our Black Art Stakes Day preview. First cab off the rank, of course, is the Belmont Track Report. This is brought to you by our friends at Witten Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. So yeah, that's our that's our man Craig Whitney. He's been a busy, busy man over the last couple of weeks, and uh, yeah, he's um, doing tremendous work at the moment. He is uh, he is in Jinjin doing some work up there. Then he will be heading towards Lathlane to the Eagles headquarters, doing some work there. So busy man is our uh, is our uh, friend there, Craig Whitten from Whitten's Irrigation and Design. So let's talk about the Belmont track. What's expected this Saturday, Blackout Bart Day, Terry, the rail is out at the nine-meter position. We've got a maximum of 17 degrees. When I checked, there was a bit of rain on the way, Terry. What can you can you shed any light on the matter? I can. It's, it keeps updating, actually, yep. and it'll uh, be interesting to see if they water the track at all. Uh, because of the expected rain, it was 5 to 10. Uh, <clears throat> it might have even been 6 to 15 earlier in the week. It was mm. 5 to 10. I looked probably... Half an hour ago. Yes. Um, and it was three to six. Yes. It's now one to two. One to two. Yep. Yep. At this point in time. So they're basically gone from we're going to get a good amount of rain during the meeting to very little. So whether they look at now potentially irrigating, um, it'll be an interesting one. I guess the good thing for them is the rain is probably meant to arrive about midnight tonight. So if we don't get as much as expected, they can put a little bit of water on the track. But soft five at worst, you've got to think now and, and no rain during the meeting. So yeah. I did this potentially expecting it to play like a soft six because of the rain during the meeting. So, um, interesting, well, well, I mean, interesting if, if that, stuff. If that 10 mil fa- uh, fell during the day, it could have could have been worse than a six as well. So, we've- Oh, um, 100%. Yeah, so we might have dodged a bit of uh, bit, a bit of a bullet there weather-wise because mm. um, that 10 mil uh, wouldn't have been great, especially if it fell as the meeting during. was- During. Yeah, during. Mm. So, uh, but yeah, latest, um, very, very latest with the refresh here on the, in the Bureau website, one to two mil, as Terry said. So, that- would, uh, no would be a good result for all the um, combatants there at, uh, at Belmont tomorrow. So just want to touch on quickly the the Wednesday Belmont meeting midweeker that um, a couple of days ago was rated a good four. But um, just looking at the Vince Accardi daily sectional data here and just want to run through this is how many lengths slower than average those races were run. Admittedly, there were – a few of them were tempo related, but just to get a guide on on where we're at. So it, uh, we got a, we had a 16 lengths below, seven lengths below, 11, 9, 19, 7, 10, 11. So for a track rated good four, that, that was very, very slow time. So I'm suggesting that that Belmont on Wednesday was more like 
uh, at least it was more like a six, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, just from the overall times, and they and they weren't, you know, horrible horses. So um, the um, so yeah, just, just if you take for example, the fastest race of the day was the Here's Dreaming thousand meter race. Here's Dreaming Fear Richie Mama Just a Rumor. You would imagine they'd be able to, to at least run run benchmark on a or close to on a good four surface. I was seven lengths below benchmark. So there was parts of the track there that was still mm. significantly rain affected. So yeah, just 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 bear that in mind that the track is still affected with with the heavy winter that we've had. So um, but yeah, it was it's um the the fact that um that there's little rain coming on Saturday as forecast while we're recording is is a good thing for the track for a drying Belmont track on Saturday. Should be cherry right for the two J Cup meeting. The two races <laughs> of two J Cup on on Monday though, I think. So what's, what's, you should be betting on a track you, you can have a lot of trust in. What's your, what's your strategy for uh, for um, Northern form and two uh, J form? Are you, are you just going back to back? As soon to back? as we as soon as we finish here, I'm doing 18 races today, so I'm going to lock the door and um, throw away the key <laughs> into the into the form dungeon there at mm. uh, at one one HQ. So all right. Let's get uh, let's get moving forward here, Terry, onto race one um, for Black Art Bart Day. Uh, it's the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. I, I, I'm very surprised that they just don't leave the free entry as the permanent starting point. Race one. It's just a great way. Race to Race one. The day. It is it has to be. on Monday. Yeah. On Monday it is. So why isn't it race one on on Saturday? It's just it's outrageous. Well, anyway, it's the. Uh, I reckon the two J Cup meeting surely would be more popular <laughs> with the. Uh, <laughs> with the lack of uh, with the lack of uh, grand final on that day, yes, obviously, yeah. very good. So uh, we love these West Speed Platinum races, and we've got a six horse field here to kick things off. And one of the horses is double engaged across um, Northam on Sunday in uh, number one, Famous Journey, still in at Northam at the time of recording, Terry. Still in at Northern at the time of recording. I with the stable mate in there and it not and Queen Ships in as well. Which Queen Ships race yes. four. Yeah, they're the two. Yeah, which is an odd one. Yeah. I can't really see the need to to double nominate to be honest with you because they're both meetings that will be going ahead. Anyway, it is what it is. Uh, but I expect Famous Journey to run on Saturday. I think it'll probably start a similar price. Maybe it's a slightly easier race. Oh, but it's up against a stable mate. So let's presume it runs. Yes, yes, and it probably finds the front. Do you think from uh, from gate three? Yeah, potentially it's a horse that's got some um, iffy barrier manners at mm. times, I guess, which is is probably the one query. Um, ain't no other man showed good speed the other day before Agent J showed even more speed yes. um, the other day. So, uh, yeah, could lead. It also could hand up because um, it has one with cover. Uh, this preparation too could hand up and let ain't no other man go. I, th- I think they'll be happy either way. They'll be telling Taj to be aggressive if they jump. And um, yeah, ideally at Belmont at this stage of the season, you want to be leading if you can, if you've got a horse that's uh, capable of winning in uh, in that fashion. Yes. So um, the markets were released yesterday. Uh, there was a bit of 280 around ain't no other man. At the moment, he's, um, he's just dropped down to about 250, 260. Um, what did you think of the market when it when it re- was released yesterday? And um, is there any value in at the moment as it sort of matured over the last twenty four hours? Uh, I think that those two are the two I'm really focusing on. Ain't no other man defending. Yep. Um, I've got them panels in front of the rest. If you go to defending's run two starts ago, um, actually against ain't no other man um, against let's gallivant. It's, it's run fifth while uh, Ain't No Other Man's run second. But that was a day where the middle of the track was quicksand. They mm-hmm. walked in that particular event that 
it's just about the run of the day. Like, it's nearly the run of the day from defending in that particular race. I thought it was um, quite incredible. It's drawn eight, eight, nine in its last three. It's prior start to that. It actually drew gate one and landed leaders back. So I think they can actually use the good gates um, without using too much fuel early. And it just comes down to, does ain't no other man have to breeze? Is that the difference? Does mm-hmm. ain't no other man get a soft lead? And defending defending will run the quickest last two. Yeah. It's just about if it's cl- if it's close, close enough, enough to sure. ain't no other man. So the, uh, I've marked. Yeah, that was a good win at Northern, wasn't it? Strong. Um, and I know that the, yeah, the brothers, the Pierce brothers had a day out there and they're, you know, we speak about this weekly now, uh, how well that, that stable is going, especially with their um, new season three-year-olds, their new season four-year-olds. They're just absolutely flying. So, um, yeah, for and they're so strong uh, late in the races at the moment. So, well, this, um, They've always had a very big opinion of this horse as yep. well and, and he's uh, he's putting it all together. Like he, He's proper flying mm. defending at the moment. So uh, that day at Northern was suiting horses um, running on and, and he got the speed on and everything fell into place, but he still won really, really well and yep. it was over at probably the top of the straight um, that day too. So, yeah, look, with the softer map, it just purely comes down to is he close enough um, and can he run a quick enough uh, last 200 to get out another man. I've priced him favourite, so very happy to have a bet at $3 plus in what I'm looking at as a two-horse race. Yeah, I, I was just sort of – when I did my formula and I was just waiting to see what the market did and whoever – like that matched them pretty similarly. Um, so with – with defending um, the bit better, bit better price at the moment, I think that's the way that I'm going to go. Especially if um, if Famous Jenny boots through, holds the lead, uh, ain't no other man's got a breeze. Defending's going to get the nice card up behind, can peel peel and pounce perhaps. Uh, so defending on top, interesting to see how Aberdeen Queen goes. Um, with uh, first up for a break, Graham. There, her best is um, seventy-two plus company and higher. Um, been out of form for a while. Hasn't done a lot of racing recently. But uh, at her at her peak, she's um, she's a talented bit of Glasgow girl about it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, a bit of uh, there's a bit of talent there with Aberdeen Queen, and we'll see whether Brad Graham can uh, unleash that. But it does look a race between the four-year-olds here, ain't no other man, and defending, and we're both leaning towards defending um, to kick things off in the West Speed Platinum mm-hmm. Handicap. Race two is our favourite, the free entry to Belmont Park Plate. It's a three-year-old contest over 1,400 metres. Santorio on the quick backup after uh, leading and winning and winning, being first past the post and then surviving a protest there at Belmont last Saturday. Um, there's a bit of – there's some nice horses going around this race. Costa's ground was $1.50 on Wednesday. It was scratched and saved for this um, gate three. Should get the right run. Costa's crown is your current favourite. Guru, thoughts on race two? Yeah, pretty keen. I'm Mark Costas mm. Crown, not much above uh, even money here. Uh, I think the big difference between my market and the reason I probably got it so short is I, I didn't have Legacy Atara anywhere near my market. Uh, if it beats me, so be it. That's fine. Um, it's a big step up going from those sort of maiden C1s to sort of the big the big dogs on a Saturday and, and there isn't a huge amount um, or any weight relief. BJ, so it's only half a kilo. So, mm, yes, um, penalties, of course, yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, Legacy Tari, if it, if it does come out and happen to win, I think it's a nice horse, and so be it. It can beat me. I'm fine with that. But uh, now, pretty keen Costas Crown. A um, yes. little bit worried that it didn't step first up, and I'm never liking a thousand to fourteen hundred. But the thing I'm learning is is the deeper, the further I go in my racing journey, is the better trainers are getting it doing things they couldn't do in the past or things that I would red flag in the past. I'm getting less concerned about those things. Stay a second up over a journey or 
this with thousand up to fourteen hundred. Those little things are probably less concerning to me now than they perhaps were four or five years ago, and that's just probably. Um, better quality training. They've probably got different levels of data. They have more understanding. Um, yeah, it's just uh, interesting stuff. But the fact uh, Costas Crown had the two trials uh, as well, um, means it's had the three runs this prep. It was huge first up. Um, obviously, it was, was very unlucky. The yeah. two trials were great. Uh, yeah, I, I think with normal luck and the fact that it's been chasing down sort of Man Crush and Legacy Atari, two leaders who both go good, mm-hmm. but I'm not worried. I'm not worried that the main danger is in those two, which means it just needs normal luck. And I think it outsprints um, the rest of those. I've actually got Demolish and Santorio equal second favourite. So if you're looking one for a bit of value, uh, Demolish is around fifteen bucks. Yeah, I was just, uh, I was just about to say actually, I was I was thinking about some of the some of these horses, and I would suggest that uh, Costas Crown and Demolish are two of the best maidens in WA. Um, Costas yeah. Crown, obviously, Demolish was luckless. Yeah, yeah. Dem- some, uh, some, of, some of Demolish's home. runs were were huge, huge um, mm-hmm. during that that debut. Uh, sorry, that initial racing preparation there, and all. Um, yeah, and that trial was uh, uh, the twelfth of September trial there for Demolition We lacked on board was was really uh, was really encouraging. So yeah, from but from two, um, just tucking in behind them. Do you think? Do you think Clean Getaway Costas Crown can can hold one one perhaps? Yeah, potentially. Yeah, yeah there's uh, obviously, as I said, I think Legacy Atara Man Crush will go forward. Santori will be happy sitting. Demolish yep. can be hit and miss out of the gates. Yep. Fireway Home, I think they'll try and ride with a bit of cover. Galaxy Affair, uh, a similar story. So there's definitely a, the potential for the 1 1 there um, with Costa's crown. But uh, yeah, just on Demolish, if. Sort of depends how you want to play the race. If you aren't a big Costas Crown fan, mm-hmm. but are wary of Costas Crown, I mean, you're sort of talking 350, 360 a place demolished, which is is pretty good value. So, um, yeah, they're, they're probably the, the the two I'd be looking at. But so uh, yeah, I'm pretty keen on on Costas Crown with normal luck. Yeah, Costas Crown looks the one. Demolish was was the horse I had as the value runner as well. Um, interesting, you talk about thousand mm-hmm. <clears throat> fourteen. We've got two of those in Costas Crown and Man Crush, and we've also got two horses. Demolish first, two first up. That was that was my little knock with Demolish. Yeah, mm. first up at the at the fourteen hundred. So I didn't see that as a necessity. Mm, yeah, well, there was a. It was in a thirteen hundred meter maiden at Northern on Sunday. Scratch and opted to go around in this. Um, mm-hmm. Vastart, of course, good on, on debut. Uh, Vastart is um, from the Darren McAuliffe Yard on debut over fourteen hundred. So of the of the eight of the nine runners, there's some interesting sort of lines there. Thousand fourteen and, and two horses first up over the fourteen as well. So, but um, but yeah, Costas Ground for me, short enough. Um, I'll be ha- definitely having something on Demolish as well. Very good. I'm with you. Race three is the Ascot opening day. We cannot wait. <laughs> uh, it's been a, it's been a. We always say this day that the it's been a long Belmont winter, um, and uh, everything just seems lighter and brighter and more exciting when you get back to headquarters. So not long now, punters. But the uh, Ascot opening day, eighth of October plate uh, for the three odds. This is a one thousand meter contest. Some um, again, some nice horses stepping out. It is spring, so we would want to see some talented youngsters um, strutting their stuff at this stage of proceeding. Swear to God, resumes a very promising customer from the Russell Stewart Yard. Uh, all show as well, uh, smart costume party from the uh, back in form. Luke Fernie Yard uh, got the job done there midweek. 
first up with Chris Parham on board. And there's a couple others, of course, here. And just go unbeaten in two runs this prep. And Alpatron's got its share of ability as well, returning from a 56-day let-up. Terry, how does the how, what do you think of the market for this particular race? And uh, how does it marry up with what, what with your analysis? Yeah, it's basically bang on mine. I'm uh, I'm doubtful. Oh, I'm not doubtful of a bet here. If one of the two returning hot pots is over bet, they'll definitely probably uh, the drifter will probably get me, and that's swear to God and, and all show. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's just a cracking race. I like races like this where I find them very easy to map, and there's a few of them on this. I actually really like this as a betting card, which is somewhat of a concern when we say that. But just go. I think they'll be happy to let um, just go go. Yes, um, that is swear to God, and then they'll either tag it or if uh, if swear to God's a bit keen, uh, they can just pop him out to the breeze, um, which should be on offer, keep him out of trouble, and then all show from barrier two. The key is can this horse step and utilise the gate. Um, you don't want to be giving swear to God a, a full length start at three hundred because I don't think you get it. But if you give it a two length start at three hundred, I, I think all show can probably get swear to God. So um, fascinating viewing early, but if they land one two three the fence, just go swear to God all show. I'd be really surprised if that's not your trifecta yeah. in, with with the two hot pots one and two and, and just go probably a slightly distant third. I'm I'm yeah I think the rest of them are, are far below that level. Um, but yeah, I'm roughly two seventy a piece. Swear to God, and all show. But I'm like I'm not diving into. I can see there's like three dollars ten around all show. I'm not really diving into that, and I probably won't either. Um, I'll wait for Betfair, and if one of them starts two twenty, and the other one starts four bucks, and I'll back the one that's four bucks. But I've got very little between them. It's a lot about luck in running and how close All Show lands to swear to God. Yeah, yeah, I think All Show can step. I I did back uh, All Show on debut was big run behind Snowdome, mm. and actually swear to God finished third on that occasion. So they've raced it against each. They other were probably before. just as big a runs mm. as well as each other, and yeah. I know that. All show looks aesthetically more pleasing because it came from last. And look, all show is the one I probably want to be on. Yeah. I do love that. I'm a big fan of the closer, the horse that can close hard rather than one that races on speed. And I think that's just for the entertainment aspect, yeah. to be honest. Um, but swear to God, missed the kick, worked hard to the breeze in a race they've gone really quick in. And to give a big kick was was huge. Like that, that's a sign of a very smart horse. That's the only race it's lost. And it was probably just about its best ever run, too. So And then, and then, um, then it was still able to, to platform off that and win. Um, what was that? Two weeks yeah. later as well. So yeah, we had no luck yeah. that day as well. Yeah, so. yeah, had a little luck, of course. Um, yeah, good contest this, and and it's going to be like just goes probably going to be the forgotten runner again. Um, mm. uh, it's one at twelve dollars and thirteen dollars SPs. Um, it's two wins this prep. So 19, 19 last start. Yeah, right on the on the BSP. Mm. Yeah, right. that was an error. I added about nine bucks, but I had the blinkers on and refused to look outside. And yeah, and I started thinking to myself after that race, why bother doing markets if you're not going to back the outliers, <laughs> you dickhead, Terry? So anyway, that's going to happen. Yes, we're always learning here, aren't we, Guru? Um, yeah, mm. looking forward to this one. Just goes going to lead. You imagine, swear to God, it's going to be tagging it. It would be interesting if, if all show begins well enough, whether it can actually be outside, swear to God, in running. And maybe a horse like Make Your Point. Oh, comes that's with, ambitious. Yeah, yes. imagine if Make Your Point comes, comes across with just go and race sort of um, outside leader that's going to be interesting uh, but, uh, they'll go forward I'll make your point won't they yeah, I just don't think uh, – I looked at that. I don't think there will be a breeze horse. Okay. I don't think any of them have got the pace on debut over a 1,000 to breeze outside of just go the way it should be ridden, which is obviously hard and fast. Yes. Um, so that, yeah, that was my take 
on that. Um, yeah, that's it's a great race. It's a great. This, yeah. this is the first race. It feels like the carnival's back. I'm just trying or to just find a way. Just try, yeah, just trying to try and find a way that all show can be clo- can be within striking distance of, of swear to God. And if that's I just got just got to jump. Yeah, the 400 meter trial looked like yeah. a jump pretty well. Yeah, I think it'll jump. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there's a difference between jumping and being able to muster like the other two can, sure, and um, not being run off your feet. So yeah, look, I'm yeah, I'm I'm in the all show camp. That's that's the way I, I presume I'll be going because I'm expecting the money to be probably stronger for swear to God. All show for me as well, but um, yeah, both there's some yeah talent on offer uh, early on Blackout Bart Stakes Day. Race four is the Privé Fashion Platform Handicap. Uh, special conditions, graduation, one thousand meters. It's a handicapper rating of 60 plus, minimum of 54. We spoke earlier about Queenship, number nine. She is, of course, double engaged across uh, Northern on Sunday. So just uh, listeners, just check your scratchings. But we see the return of another very promising Russell Stewart trained three-year-old in the form of Street Parade. Third in the uh, Magic Millions, second in the Perth Stakes, its last run. Um, he was a $10 chance actually in Amelia's Jewels Caracatta Plate, immediately spelled, has won a trial on the 12th of September and comes into this race with Lactar Romley on board from gate three taking on the older horses. Interesting how well the early season three-year-olds have been going against the older horses um, since, uh, since the start of the season on the 1st of August. There's been a few stables that have really cashed in in that regard, taking advantage of three-year-old allowances. Um, and so on and so forth, but looks a looks a good option for for Street Parade progressing into the rest of his spring campaign. Yeah, it does. I'm always wary when they return um, the two year olds. We saw Fiorucci uh, Mama was good midweek, but struggled first up. We saw um, she's graceful. Doesn't look like it's come back for mm-hmm. for Hayden Ballantyne. Um, it's it's a couple of runs were a little bit disappointing, and and that can occur. So I love to see a trial, which we have seen with Street Parade, which was a brilliant trial. Um, and I also like when looking at a horse of that nature if they've had multiple preps in their two-year-old campaign it's sort of shown an ability to race mm-hmm. spell race spell um, and we sort of see even though they were sort of very short breaks for street parade we sort of did see that as well so look this is a great speed map the two and a half kilos means uh, it's dropped in with 56 mm-hmm. it should lead they should be a great they should be aggressive try and hold out critical altitude who will go forward but isn't super quick like it's a muster to the breeze um yeah and from there it's it's sort of the only way you get beaten is if ghost two walks is is better than you from able to hold you back maybe. Um, but look, I, yeah, it's been up forever. Street Parade should lead, should be hard to run down. I'm about $2.40, I think, for Street Parade. So pretty simple one for me. Yeah. Queen ship is – I was marginally shorter than, than that. I think if Street Parade, um, as you said, the, uh, street, street Parade just has to turn up and be, be uh, Russell Stewart, have this horse ready to go and it's going to lead, control, kick. Um, good luck running it down, I think. Yeah, um, 100% with you. If, uh, yeah, Queenship coming out $6.50, I'm about 30 to one Queenship. So um, that would be a disappointing um, horse to come out and take a chunk out of the market, probably say. Probably prefer to stay it in. Do you think they'll go forward on go forward uh, or uh, go back on go forward, Terry? <laughs> I'm almost certain they will go back on, on go forward. Uh, yeah, definitely got the capabilities. It's just that I can't map it. If you, if you gave me two other, if you gave me two other leaders in this race, yeah, and put a bit of pressure up front and made a bit of a mess in a three wide line, I'd probably consider it. But 
yeah, in saying that, after the amount I had on it last, so it's probably immoral here because I wasn't <laughs> sent on it. Yeah. yeah, and if yeah, if there's queenship and maybe one more scratching, it just brings that edges a horse like go forward a little bit closer to striking distance. But for me, Street Parade mm-hmm. uh, should dominate this race from the front, and um, we'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with Heat Four of the WA Racing Media Mogul Tournament Mastermind Tournament. Brought to us by Market City Meets, the tournament. Um, everyone is competing for the Friss Award. So let's take a break. We'll be back shortly. All right, BJ. It is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind Competition. Yes, the media WA Racing Media Mogul Tournament, Terry. The Friss, um, sponsored by the Mundaring Hotel. Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since... 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, Adam McGrath Territory, apparently. So um, uh, very. Uh, it's going to be hopefully some fine weather this weekend. And I think there's a little bit of rain around tomorrow, but uh, Sunday and Monday, um, long weekend. So if you're up in the hills or if you're up in the area there, drop in and see Butchie. That's the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor. Say day. Let him know you listen to the 1-1 red carpet treatment at all times at the Mundaring feed, flutter, Froffies, family atmosphere, big deck, all happening up there at the Mundaring. So we've got two icons of WA Racing Media, Terry, true moguls in every sense of the word. Let's bring them in one by one. First cab off the rank. Welcome back to the 1-1, one, one, Scotty Embry. BJ, how are you? Very good, very good. Scotty's one for one in his, uh, in his masterminds, knocked off his, uh, his jockey. Chris Parnham in a in a grudge match not that long ago. How do you feel about taking on uh, taking on your friend and uh, your good mate there, Lockie Taylor, your mounting yard sparring partner? Well, I would have thought it's strange seating to have one and two playing each other in the first round, but <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, BJ, you might not know, but Scotty's also one for one this weekend as well. I believe he might have got the uh, the right knee a little bit dusty. Uh, over the last few days and uh, and popped a certain question to his lovely partner. Is that true, Scott? Yes, it is. Another great man falls. Oh, congratulations, Another Scotty. Great. Fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. Thanks, <laughs> uh, How was... And commi- commiserations to Annika, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our thoughts are with you because she'll be telling Nicola all about how big the ring is. That's great. Let's do the quiz. Fuck me. No doubt, Scott. No <laughs> doubt, Scott. Scotty set a high, uh, a high benchmark there for uh, the rest of his fellows to follow. So, uh, Scotty, well, congratulations. He was, he, was he was due to set something high at some stage, <laughs> wasn't he? So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> very good. So congratulations, Scotty. That's great stuff. Now let's bring in his uh, his, uh, his his mounting yard mate. It's uh, Lockie Taylor. He's back on the one one. G'day, Lockie. Hello, BJ. Good to be here. I know Scott didn't whip out the the helicopter Toronto like <laughs> I'm with a few girls back in the back in the day, but uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe that's something I can do moving forward. Maybe, maybe it is, Locke. Yeah, maybe it is. But the man say you're winning on the punt, uh, I could imagine. But how have you been, Lockie? It's been too long since we've had you on the uh, on the one one podcast. I'm going to try and steer this ship in a uh, in a more in a more wholesome direction, BJ. Uh, it's been a long time. How have you been, Lockie? I've been well. You've been uh, well. Any lucky ladies on the scene for you? Or? <laughs> no, no. I um, um, Michael Heaton, Scott Embry. You, a lot of people trying to live through me, so I need to steer the ship for the rest of us. 
Now, Scotty, Scotty, Brittany's through to the the semis. Of course, your uh, your older sister. Um, any added pressure to to win your way through to the next round? For myself, um, not really. No, um, oh, just hoping to get Scotty out of the way, and then hopefully get Michael Heaton, and then that should get me through to the final. Yeah, as what up yeah. walks, as what up walks would say, just taking scalps along the way. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, very much looking forward to this battle, Terry. We've got uh, we've got Scotty Embry versus Lockie Taylor, fellows. You both played the game before. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind media mogul Heat Four winner, you'll need to be the first person to answer four questions correctly. All right, is it me or you? It's rock and roll, eh? Is it back to yeah, me? I think it's me. Okay, you go. Ah, oh, yeah, it's you. All right. <laughs> All right. You're up. Scotty Embry, are you ready? Ready. Lockie Taylor, are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. All right. Who am I? While I was only victorious on five occasions in my 90-start career, it was mainly because of the lofty ambitions set by my trainer. On 39 occasions, I raced it. I raced it. I raced at listed level or above. I retired in 2020. I competed in four Perth Cups. My stablemate won the Perth Cup on the 1st of January 2013. Jason Whiting rode me in 31 of my 90 career starts. Only one of those was a successful outing, however, and that was my maiden victory over a thousand meters at start number two. In my last 69 starts, I won only once, and that was in the 3200 meters WA Day Cup. Lucky? Lucky. Lucky. Dark musket. Oh, very good, Lachlan. Correct. Very good, Lachlan. Correct. I had that written. That was that was meant to be a gimme for Scott first up there, just to, like a little bit of a congratulations. Are you there, Scotty? Where? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, are you there? Yeah, yeah. No hope on that one. That's weak as piss, by the way, Scott. I really did expect you to, yeah. Um, yeah, to chime in earlier than that. <laughs> okay, I'm not sledging this early. Okay, um, what was I won't read the rest of it. Blah blah blah. Uh, okay, now have, are you guys both aware how this next segment works? It was who was the last jockey to win a board? I will then say a horse's name. Uh, someone buzzes in. If they get it wrong, the other person just has a crack and it goes back and forward until we get the right answer from somebody. First to two gets one point towards their quiz result, obviously four to win. And we both got that, lads. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Who was the last jockey to win a board, Miss Vasari? Did you buzz in then, Scott? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was Scott by a a very narrow margin. Terry? Okay. Scott? Uh, Bradley Parnham. <laughs> it was Bradley Parnham. What would you? What were you going to say, Lock? Brad Parnham. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were now, of course. I reckon that was a real ding dong. I actually had Lockie just in front there, but that's okay. okay if you've got Lockie, yeah, so. you got Lockie, no, no, no. Nah. 
No, 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 no. We play on. You've, you've called it. Uh, okay. Who was the last jockey to win aboard Charlton Eddie? Scott. Scott. I'm going to say. Say it very quickly. Uh, quickly. Jordy Turner. Oh, dear. he's landed it. Too. Oh, he got it. He's oh. landed it. Took a while for his internet to load up. There. <laughs> Charlton, it's quite a long one. Charlton Eddie to get into the uh, <laughs> to get into Chris. So, uh, oh, there we go. One all. One Over all. To you, BJ. One all. Jesus is. I uh, put myself under the pump here. It's very controversial. Well, early. I wouldn't mind a video replay on the move on. Oh, I reckon Lockie's won that. Okay, I, think, I, think, I think I think Lockie's um, been dudded on uh, dead heats before. Actually, oh, okay. Yeah. Now on Blackheart, Nico, Nico said there was definitely an edge. <laughs> on Blackheart Stakes, uh, Blackheart Bart Stakes Day last year, Star Mare kissing all four cheeks was beaten a nose by what horse? In a- Lockie, oh. Scotty. Kissing all four cheeks got beaten by all day session. That is correct. You know, in a twelve hundred meter rating, seventy two plus handicap on a good on a good track over twelve hundred, where none of us had all day session getting past a thousand or handling dry. <laughs> I remember that. Willie, William Pike was in the saddle, wasn't he? Of course, the wizard. Yes, yeah. very good. Yeah. All right. So I reckon. That- um, I reckon Pooley ran third too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oof. It was uh, so kissing on war cheeks. Obviously. Uh, Having a uh, having a start in a big group two at Mooney Valley later this evening. All right. Name so the score is Scotty two, Lockie one. So name the two trainers with the surname Miller to win Blackheart Bart Stakes in the last five years. Lockie. Lockie. I will say Simon Miller and. And Sharon Miller. He's done it. Correct. Correct. So Simon Miller. Who was uni time? Who was Sharon? Sharon was uni time. And uh, Simon Simon A was Meteoroid. So in the last five years. So very good get. Yes. Sharon Miller, Simon A Miller. Two. Most people would have have gone for the SJ straight away, wouldn't they? Off the bat. I like that question, BJ. Very Uh, cluey. So it's 2-2 in a best of four. uh, The first of four competition here. Okay. Fred Kersley. Kieran Ma and Aaron Purcell all trained what two, uh, 2017 Black Heart Bart Stakes winner? Oh, what's this thing's name? Terry. Three, two, I don't know. one. Eh. I didn't know it either. Lightning in my Ms. veins Lucky? was the horse. Oh, yeah, shit. Lightning in my That's veins. That's a good one. All right. So, uh, next question, still 2-2. Name the jockey who booted home five winners on Black Art Bart Stakes Day last year. Lockie. Lockie Taylor. Lockie. As a, as a guess, uh, CJP. Incorrect. Scotty. Uh, William Pike. Correct. Five of the nine uh, last year for the wizard, William Pike. Um, okay. That was so dumb of me. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. So it's at 3-2. Oh, he himself after this one. 3-2. Match point for Scotty. Match point. That's also the first Willie Pike winner I've backed in about three years. <laughs> 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 All right. At Belmont this Saturday, Brandon Louis will be out to become the third apprentice to win aboard Buster Bash. Name the other two. Oh. Scott, uh, he's done the form. 
uh, Christy Bennett. Yes, and I want this Stanley. quickly, Scott. Oh, yeah. you got it. He's done it. He's done it. Scotty Embry, Christy Bennett, Jet Stanley, Stanley, Brand Louis out to add his name to the winners aboard Buster Bash there. And he's done it. That's victory for Scotty Embry, 4 2, Heat 4 of the Media Modal Mastermind Tournament progresses through to a semi final clash. Congratulations, Scotty. Thank you, BJ. It's been a big week. Been a big week in the uh, Embry household, Terry. Yeah, well, this is probably the cherry on top. Well, you could even say perhaps the cherry on top was the engagement. Yeah, yeah, and he's going to have a one hundred dollar uh, gift voucher to uh, to to uh, to use on his uh, lovely fiance there uh, in the coming weeks as well, Scotty. So, congratulations, Lockie Taylor. Commiserations. Um, thanks for coming on and uh, having a having a crack in our Mo- media mogul tournament. <laughs> have you got a winner for us this weekend, Lockie? Uh, not for you, BJ. <laughs> I'm just, just keen to go back and listen to the replay. Uh, Terry? If, I reckon you're you as stiff as anything. Terry, if you have any queries, just um, quick me a message, mate. Yeah, we might <laughs> We might have to. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to do the forensic deep dive on that one. Hey, uh, before we both go, I'm going to need a grand final winner and a Norm Smith winner. Lockie, you first. Uh, Geelong and I'll, I think Paddy Dangerfield will get off the leash. Um, very good. Two favourites. Uh, Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon Geelong will get them too. And I told Lockie last week I was going to back Tom Stewart to win the Norm Smith and then he told me that he'd get tagged. So 50-50 each way comes to them. Very good. Yeah. Uh, I think I, like I, back, I think I, I backed like uh, Tom Stewart in the Richmond Grand Final, and he was he was best on to halftime before they got run over. But uh, yeah, very. It's going to be a great game. Uh, enjoy your weekend, guys, and uh, thanks again for coming on, and, uh, having a go, Scotty. We'll be in touch with our uh, our semi final showdown in the uh, weeks to come. Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. Well thanks, done, Scotty. All right. So I've done. I've. Uh, uh, we'll get <laughs> created a bit of controversy here I, on the last one. I actually reckon it was lucky. I actually uh, reckon it was lucky too. But I just, I love controversy. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I actually want there to be wrong questions and I want us to give the wrong person the answer. And it actually just, it just all makes that little bit more listenable in my mind. So, yeah, the, the mess, the mess of the mastermind creates, mm. uh, creates oh, especially via Zoom. Yes. Yes. We've got yeah. four people in four different locations. It's, uh, yeah, no, we've we've done well. Yeah, Scotty Embry uh, just um, he just drew, he, they, like he leveled up, but he just drew clear late, a bit of class mm-hmm. late. Saw him sort of edge his way to victory, a four-two victory there in the uh, in the Mastermind. One hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring Hotel is in the mail, Scotty, and um, yeah, so we've got our semi-finals coming up, Terry. So what are we uh, what are we doing? Have we got our matchups or are the matchups to be uh, to be advised? We're going to do it right now. How's that? Live. I'm going to get the four names. Yeah, live. Yeah. I actually haven't written these down either. So what do we got? We got Scott. I work backwards. Britt. Yep. Uh, Heaton. Heaton. And, geez, who was week one? Come uh, on. Who was week one? It was... Rooney. Oh, geez. Heaton was Rooney. Ro- uh, Heaton obviously. was week one. Rooney was uh, week two. Yep. All right. So, Scott. This is great podcasting here. We've got Brett, yep. Heaton, Rooney. Are we doing one next week? Because I'm going to be absent next week. 
Or we're going to skip it and do it the following set. We'll see how we go. Yeah, we'll see. I could do it live. I could do Roving Brian. (laughs) Everyone in this list will probably be down there in Cal. Well, I'm serious. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. We get a little, take the little, we got the little tripod. Crip and I used to film our little show on. Yeah. Take that down there. (laughs) You reckon? Why not? Innovation. I'll do it late late in the evening on Hannon's Day, I reckon, as well. (laughs) Maybe like 11 o'clock. We'll get Royce Newton to call it. Where would the the setting be if we're late in the evening, Hannon's Day, Kalgoorlie? Where would we Golba. What location? Golba. Golba. Okay. Golba. Golba. All right. The first combatant. Everybody just wants to avoid ruining here, I reckon. (laughs) Then again, Embry's Embry's flying. Okay. The first is Rooney. First up. So we got Jay Rooney. So this is semi semifinal number one. Jay Rooney versus. Yes. Yeah. Pending availability, but this is the matchup at least. Yes. Definitely. Jay Rooney is running into Britt Taylor. That's a luck story, Britt. That's unlucky. All right. So Jay Rooney's in the final, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other <laughs> semifinal, obviously. Britt won't, uh, Brit won't, like Brit won't like that one bit. No, she'll, she won't she'll, like that. Well, you need some fighting words. She'll do some a Mario. People respond, some people respond well to being written off. She'll do a Mario and back herself, that's for sure. <clears throat> and obviously the other semifinal then is Scott Embry and his good mate, Michael Heaton. Yes. Look out. So a yeah, couple of crackers. There's couple our there's crackers. our mogul uh, semifinal. So uh, four challenges left, and uh, they're all got their eyes on the prize, the uh, the much coveted Friss Award. So, um, listeners, mm-hmm. we'll Terry and I will have a chat and d- determine whether we have a uh, a Calgary Cup Day edition of the Mastermind, or whether we wait a week until we return to Ascot for our first semi-final. So that is uh, to be advised. But uh, let's keep moving forward with this Blackout Bart Stakes Day preview, Terence. Let's do it. Okay, listeners, it's race five, the Perth Racing Club membership over the two thousand meters. We've got a ratings sixty-six plus minimum fifty-four. KGs. Um, he's a lucky lad. Made a um, always had a bit of time for this horse. Actually, made a made a strong return to racing recently. There, um, saluting. Uh, so that was second up, rather set, uh, saluting with CJP ducking back inside and and just gunning down in Dominus over the seventeen hundred meters. Crescent City was unlucky in defeat. Got into Paul Harvey. Got into a lot of strife there. Uh, traffic issues and. Um, um, yeah, the that was a tough watch for anyone who was on Crescent City, but um, just I guess your standard sort of ratings, a uh, middle distance contest here. I thought, I don't know what your thoughts were, Terry, but for mine, I, I reckon So War is just about ready to win one. He's good for one winner prep, is So War, and I reckon he's just about close to uh, to getting back in the winner's enclosure. What's uh, what did you come up with here? I think that's five in a row that we've aligned on BO, which is a concerning. Mm. Aspect. We're probably going to be zero for five. I reckon uh, So War is one of the better bets in the card, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like I think So War's in career best form. Those runs recently have been um, ginormous behind multinational and and Buster Bash over 14, 1600. Um, I think it probably wants a bit more rain to come. Yeah. I, I think it's been relishing those conditions, but uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just been in really good form and the conditions have just been as they have been and it's been uh, dealing with them accordingly. But um, so War amazingly drops two points on its last three runs. As I said, I think it's in career best form this campaign. Um, it's dropped two points. It gets its senior main hoop on for the first time. This campaign uh, should land midfield. Um, I'm happy to. The horse that I would have marked favourite had heaps of moolah not been in the race as Accelerator. I think mm. it's a different horse when finding the fence, but I can't have it um, from the breeze. So, so you've got heaps of moolah leading Accelerator? 
Yeah, heaps of Moolah's quicker in the first hundred meters. Yeah. It would take uh, it would take heaps of Moolah wanting to hand up, which I can't see them doing because it's obviously a new horse for for Michael Miller since he's taken it over from Bernie Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they'll just look to roll along with heaps of Moolah. I do watch that scratching though. If heaps of Moolah happens to come out, it's off. It's out of its grade and it's off three and seven days. So I don't think they will because that's not a bad setup for a stayer. Yeah. If it does come out, Accelerate deserves favoritism. Yeah, well, heaps, um, of, heaps more uh, drew inside Accelerate and led, led him last Saturday as well. So, uh, See what? the stewards question that run? Of who? Accelerate. Why Didn't get to the breeze until 800 metres into the race. Yeah. They went about seven or eight lengths quicker than benchmark. It was beaten 3.6. Yeah. Um, what did the stewards say? Hang on. Oh, I might have been the hoop, actually. Race wide throw. Rider reported the gelding race in a flat manner and failed to finish the race off. What? What? What's that? Like, what is that? Mm. It's been beaten three and a half after taking 800 metres to get to the breeze in a race they've absolutely gone mental in. Yeah. Like, it's gone super. It's gone super. So, I, I yeah. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm just bringing up the- Bewildered. Uh, bringing up the- Bewildered. The daily sectionals numbers here. So, the leader in that race was heaps of moolah. 9.6 lengths faster than average to the 800 meters. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, so. 9.6. <laughs> I said seven. Which so. is- which And is, it's gone flat. And it's taken 800 meters to find the breeze and it's gone flat. Well, there's probably a reason it felt a little bit flat late because it was tired. I'd be tired too. Yeah, just gas. So, gas. Anyway. Yeah. Just gas. So, yeah. Accelerate's going super. Have a look at its second to General Graham when it beat the rest of the field by three lengths. But I really do think the key for Accelerate is to find- um, to find the rail and mm. it won't be doing that here unless heaps of moolah comes out. So um, happy to take it on. Crescent City, yeah, it'll win one of these, but um, it, you just, I don't know, you can't really keep going. I don't think it around that $3.50 market. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's under my price. I'll try and ride a bit closer and then he's a lucky lad. But you're uh, right though, he'll, he'll, most- he'll win one when you're not on, but yeah. you're happy to take him on and cop it if he does, yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. right, especially at that price. And then he's a lucky lad. That uh, was a really nice last win. you got to remember that last win, it got the best part of the track yeah. when Dominus came to the, the quick sand in the centre. Um, I think he, he's a lucky lad. He'll be a better horse, 16, 7, 1800, but the 2000 suitable rather than the um, the 2200 or something it could have faced here. But the thing is, you're going to have to win from last and get past So War. So um, it's a clear second favourite in my market. He's a lucky lad, Mm. but obviously So War is the value. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen So War to land midfield and just to grind away and get past him. It's it's, it's, it's one six from 44. So he does know how to win. He's won twice over the 2000 plus. He he has a very good record for Sean McGrady. So, as I said, I think he's in career best form and at $5 plus, that's that's an easy bet. Yeah, So War for me. I'd love to see him sort of lob in the third pair there. Um, That would be great. And um, rather than having to do it, sometimes he just sometimes he just has to do too much mid race. So or just through doesn't doesn't get a lot of low draws and um, is often ridden kind of um, neutral um, or cold. Um, that doesn't I don't think he has to necessarily be ridden that way. I think he can he mm-hmm. can land sort of third pair hopefully from from gate six and just drop in there and uh, doesn't have to burn uh, use as much fuel mid race to, to get on top of him. And if he's stalking and has had a relatively comfortable run in transit, then I think he'll be strongest late. So well on top. So well for me. Race six, the Morley Growers Market handicap. Another sixty-six plus. This is for tw- this is over the twelve hundred meter journey. Uh, minimum of fifty-four kgs. One of our one of our friends and friends of the show, Terry uh, Paul Huckle, is a uh, shout out to Paul. He is a uh, shareholder in the well-named All the Kings Men, who is uh, kind of 
talented three uh, two-year-old last season, ran some really good races, including a second in the size produce stakes. He returns, makes his spring return as a three-year-old uh, for uh, for Trevor Andrews there and Sean O'Donnell. Drawn low uh, low weight, He uh, he's first up and um, uh, taking on some of the older horses and some accomplished older horses as well. So this is no pushover for the returning three-year-old. As, uh, as you mentioned before, a couple of horses that have gone under at low odds, taking on the older horses when they return um, this season, Terry. What are your, what's your view on uh, on this race, race six? Tough. Yeah. Uh, difficult, difficult race, this one. Uh, I've marked all the Kingsmen um, as the mark elect, but just probably with a bit less confidence um, than some of those earlier returning three-year-olds we mentioned. Uh, liked the trial, thought the trial was good, but he's been a horse that just sort of manages to find trouble in running. So you're returning, <laughs> yeah. you're sort of returning like like a few of Paul Uckles do. So like, <laughs> uh, you're returning in a in a 66 plus. Uh, that's that's a difficult-ish race to return in. You might get back in some type of traffic. Um, yeah, I look. I, I'm about a five dollar favorite all the Kings man, um, but I found this a, a very difficult race to sort of deep dive into. I think there might be a bit of value if you can sort of surf a little bit wider. Um, like the the speed battle wise, it should be maybe Dance Cocky will try and kick up and hold from Oceanic Rider. There's a heap of back markers from them. Um, Miss Vasari enticing. Um, Savanik, Tiffa Spoken, uh, Denim Pack All Day Session, and Hear Me Sing from the Oracle Gate all naturally will probably get back. Yep. They could be aggressive on Hear Me Sing. There's the possibility to go forward um, with him and, and look for a spot. Not entirely certain what they'll do there, um, but it means a horse like Apple Schnapps with all that lack of speed under him can probably come across and land on the back of, of those two leaders. Oceanic so, Rider? Look, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so that's my sort of thought process. I'm, yep. I'm around about $7 Apple Schnapps. It's 14 at the moment, so that probably does me as an on-top selection, but I'm, yeah, I haven't had a cent on it. I'm not rushing into uh, having one on at this stage of proceedings either. It, it looks like a race I'll lose in, to be honest with you. Dan's mm. cocky if it gets out to 80 to 1. I might have something on. Forget it went around last start over 1,000. Prior on over 1,200, it's run third to uh, Universal Pleasure and Probity, which looks pretty good for a race like this if you can – find the fence and you get a leader by a stay. So that could be a mad one at any old price for you, BJ. But um, yeah, tough race. Yeah, I tell you what, I was um, I was watching all day session loom last start and I'm, <laughs> and I'm positive that I've had something on all day session uh, every all its previous starts for the preparation and it loomed like it was going to win and uh, settled for third. Um, I just feel like CJP is the right rhythm jockey for this horse now. Um, just just likes to be um, put asleep um, and, uh, you know, um, conservative early and launch late um, because he, he can be a bit of a funny horse to ride. He likes to likes to travel strong on the bridle and with um, – CJP's like those the hands that that he has he can he can get this this guy to really conserve fuel and 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 utilize that closing speed late so I wouldn't be surprised to see all day session with the class and the quality and with the with the good hoop on board sort of launching at them late um, and yeah he's his best is is probably the peak you know, within this field um, Apple Schnapps of course ran some. Ran some tremendous races, like was a big hit for um, the Ganjimi brothers when he first joined their stable via um, Lindsay Smith. He was he was purchased there. I think he won his first two and maybe three of his. What did he win? He won his first two, I think, for um, for the Ganjimi brothers. And then he ran third to 
Beret and second to Sun Sun um, at its last two runs. And they were really good runs at Ascot uh, last summer. And then he um, then he competed in sort of 78 plus, 72 plus company last preparation as well. So he, um, he has a bit of quality on his side as well, resuming there for the game, Jimmy's and, uh, and Brad Ruella. Um, one thing I noticed when I was scanning through the form here, Terry, is I'm positive you said recently, no more horses. I'm looking at the owners of Miss Vasari and TK Layton mm. is <laughs> is involved. How's that? Hey, what uh, happened? Yeah, a bit of foam. Well, we got a few with Tommy and Brad. We've bought a few recently, and yeah. uh, Tommy bought this one. Tommy Johnston and um, Tommy Johnston. Tommy Johnston. Yeah, yep. we're having it. Yeah, Tommy Johnston. Let me let me scan through the. Left out. I feel a bit left out. Scan through the ownership. Riley Morgan. Well, what Morgan. if this was the one? The other ones we bought have been so so. Yeah. I thought, oh, geez, so I put me in for a very. I've got a reason whack of the other ones. This one I got a very small percentage. Mr. Sari's a cat, I reckon. But I'll tell you what, it's a it's a it's it's, it's a not really a bad race for it. Race for it. <laughs> it's a great race for it, yeah. actually. So yeah. um yeah, I'm going in with uh some uh some some hope, some hope that she can run us a race. And it's it, look, this type of horse that does obviously have the ability, and Danny Morton's a great trainer, but sometimes a change of environment can find that extra length or two, or maybe turn her in a bit more of a winner. So I think it's a really good purchase from Tommy. And um, yeah, he's got a very good bunch of uh Good bunch of lads. A couple involved. of masterminds in here as well. We've got Kyle Potter, Brad McManus. You might have a Norm Smith medal. You might yeah. have a Norm Smith medalist in yeah. here as well. Riley Morgan, uh, Riley Capararo. Got, yeah, right. Lockie, Lockie Dennis. Yeah, Lockie, Lockie Dennis. Dennis. Yeah, friend of the show. And, and he's got uh, R2 in the card, actually. He's got yeah. Al Capone in um, in an earlier race wow. as well. So, so uh, yeah, it's all happening. Um, yeah, so, yeah, tough race. Uh, I, uh, I, think, I think this horse is going to get me again all day session. Um, all day session. Oh, I thought you were going for Miss Miss Vassar. <laughs> all day session is going to get me again, and I'll, I'll definitely be having something on Apple Schnapps. Uh, Gain Jimmy's uh, first up. Um, Brad Willer on board. They're not claiming, which is interesting, on Apple Schnapps, and um, which they which well, they Brandon would've... was named very early for yep. Oceanic Rider, which I right. thought was interesting. Because oh, yeah, I thought can they might have gone back can to he, he, he Can he claim? On Ocean no, he's 54, no, he's 54, 54 in a riding way. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, can't wait to see one of um, one of our old favourites, LKB, Long Knife Brother, make his mm. debut for the <laughs> for yeah, the, that's Karen, the highlight. Karen Kersley Yard. Um, yeah, so look out for LKB being four and five deep the entire and running a brave fourth or fifth or something like that as he uh, as he can do. But for me, I'm going to be having something on all day session and probably Apple Schnapps as well. Terry, your final thoughts? Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts are I'm going to lose on this race. I can just tell. It's one of those, it's one of those races. So I'll be focusing on the footy, I suspect. But today, Apple snaps each way at the, at the current markets. We'll, um, we'll go with. Make sure you throw dance cocky in your quaddies for a miracle. Okay. Uh, all day se- I, I do agree with you, by the way, with all day session. It's, it's the best form lines by um, by a long, long, long way. So I think he might have made a bit of a blue just not spelling this horse, giving it a break, bringing it back. So mm. I think it's better than this, just plodding away. Even its last run was good, but it wasn't great, great. I don't know. I just yeah, think it's yeah. better than if they've been giving it a 30-start campaign. Just, just just put it away and bring it back fresh. And I think it's got the capabilities to win a black type race. Yeah, I, I, agree. I agree. I agree. I, I feel like um, – He's and it's also worked through some shoeing issues and some feet issues mm-hmm. and like some of his runs where he's beaten ten plus lengths. It's like that's just not him. Like he's way better than that. So um, anyway, <laughs> oh he goes look this field. He, he goes around like as he, we spoke about in the mastermind before. He knocked off kiss on all four cheeks. The same if he's day. at his best and you're same confident day. and you're yep. confident with the horse you're getting here, he goes around even money here. So. Um, but I just don't think he's at his best. But yeah, can definitely win. Can definitely. I think I was about six bucks all day session. So okay. 
Wheaton's Irrigation and Design, they're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Whitten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Whitten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Whitten's. All right, the feature of the day, race seven, the Black Heart Bart Stakes, $125,000 listed race, 1,200 metres set weights and penalties. Only the seven to face the uh, face the starter here. Very a little bit disappointing, um, but there is some there is some obvious talent, high level talent, of course, lining up in the Black Arts Stakes. Um, some of these horses will uh, no doubt push on to be contenders in some of the biggest races over our Ascot uh, Racing Carnival, which is just around the corner. And just a shout out to Black Art Bart. What a horse he was! Um, you know, uh, just a just a great. Um, WA Racing story just took what did he take twelve or thirteen starts to to break his maiden did black up bar mm, and mm. then um, then went on to to win what six seven eight group ones um, and of course he won the race that uh, that this is uh, this is now called it was previously known as the birthday stakes which he won in two thousand and fifteen um, now um, the race was then has been called the Black Art Bart. So this will be the third running of the Black Art Bart Stakes. But uh, what a star he was, and um, yeah, he's um, honoured with this race here uh, at Belmont on Saturday. Uh, thoughts on the Black Art Bart? Just the seven runners. We've got Money Matters likely to take up the uh, take up the running there from from gate three. The likely leader. Does It's a Ray Day come across and breeze? How does Come to Time slot in from six? Uh, could be a sticky map here, Terry. Thoughts? Uh, I mapped this horse, mapped this race to a horse, I reckon. Yep. Um, I got Money Matters leading. I think they'll just go forward on comes the time and park in the breeze. Okay. And I reckon um, unless they decide to go hard on Money Matters and run them into the ground, which they may well do, because um, that might be its 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 strength. Uh, I think it'll be a nice, um, simple-looking map. Universal Pleasure should hold the back of Money Matters. Uh, it's a Ray Day. looks like the one one's all his. Yep. Uh, Cup Night should be three back the fence. Resort man should be on the outside of Cup Night and notorious one drawing the widest of the seven. Clint, who we have been calling out for to hop back on this horse, BJ, will um, take a hold and and drop back to last. And I, I think that's your seven runners in order. So I, I found this race the most fascinating of the lot to do and I have very little confidence in my market, but I disagree with the current market completely. I, I think... And I've just spoke about this earlier. I think that there is a big recency effect in the way this race has been marked. Like um, resort man favourites, uh, cup comes the time, sort of equally second favourite with its array day. It's sort of like, well, hang on. Um, what about the good returning horses? Cup night, notorious one, money matters. Mm. These are your group performers. These are your proper, um, your proper race performers. Resort man's. 1400 back to 12 uh it beat western temple over 1400 meters last start when western temple was on the wrong part of the track beat it by a half length mm. um comes a time had got a gun run from paul harvey and fell in over excellent dream it's now yeah. gonna have to run it's now gonna have to race without cover um and, it, and it's so not i'm it's attacking not, it a bit it's not all that well it comes a time's not all that well in at the weights if you take no um, exactly and exactly yeah. right yeah so under the exactly weights right. and so, conditions yeah yeah, so I'm attacking this race completely differently. I think Money Matters, Cup Night, Notorious One, they're, they're the three I've marked, the three favourites, actually. 
Um, I've marked Cup Night Notorious one. Uh, equal favourites. I thought both their trials were, were really good. Um, I think the most important thing is I Money Matters is probably past its best BJ, but the last time it led a race like this, it was the Roma Cup when mm. it beat Elite Street. Like It hasn't had a chance to lead races because it runs into Mervyn or it runs into Wilchino or yep. it's it's a different kettle of fish when you're able to roll along that in front with Brad Willer on 57 and a half. Like that's a pretty good setup for money matters. Like that's a really good setup for what's probably going to be the longest price horse in this race. So um look it's it's not one I'm necessarily going to have anything on. I'm just suggesting that it'll go around probably slightly over the odds when some of these um, we're going to have some chasing to do. But anyway, you've got money matters there. If comes a time, it was nearly grabbed by an excellent dream. I'm going to say that these horses can get comes a time. Um, it's a radar. I wasn't convinced on the trial. The shades go on. Going to need to see it. Universal pleasure. I'll, I'll Yeah, it's flying, but I've just got to take it on in this grade. It only gets three and a half kilos off cup night and one kilo off notorious one. And that's because Steve is actually riding at 54, not the 53 in the book. So take that into account. Well, that's, um, so for yeah, me, that's, the winner- that's significant as well, isn't it? Um, mm, mm, yeah. Okay. So the winner for me um, comes from the three back markers, unless money matters, gives that extra kick and off it goes. So the way I am looking at it is resort man, they seem to be happy to sort of sit wide or, or get into the race. I know last start it found a gap, but I think they're pretty happy to put it into the race. So notorious one from last can follow either cup night and look for gaps if he thinks that's the best part of the track or he can follow resort man into the race and i i just think notorious one and i i did my ass on notorious one backing it all through the winter weight for age series but i knew that i shouldn't have been backing it because it needs clint johnston porter in the saddle like sean o'donnell some of those rides were you go watch the roma cup and he, and he said it was disappointing after the race he didn't he didn't even look to really ask the horse for an effort throughout he was held up the entirety of the belmont sprint um it just it wasn't his ride. It just it just did not agree with him at all. Clint's ridden the horse, I think four or five times. Two wins. Round the Farnley was was wild. Mm. Um, look, I think Notorious One's best trip is going to be fourteen sixteen hundred. But in a small field where I'm expecting the back three horses to play the major role, I think it can out sprint Resort Man and and Cup Night. And we're sort of getting what are we getting eight nine ten bucks. That's that's enough for me. So, um, look, looking at the price, Cup Night's getting out to as well. That's that's well, got to be a saver. I was, at, at I was this about point to in time, that. it's. I was about to say that. Cup, Cup when I've Night. written this, it was four fifty or something when yeah. I was looking at it earlier yesterday. I last seen the odds. So, um, Cup yeah, Night. Look, Cup Night might be. Yeah, Cup Night might be my bet for best betting proposition of the day. I think. Well. And I, I don't blame you. Yeah. As I said, I, I'm I'm with Notorious One. It's the bigger price of the two, but I've marked them equal favourites. Uh, both a tick under $4. So, um, yeah, I, I just think this market, there is too much recency effect. Oh, the horses that are in form. What, what about the horses that are proven and and the trainers that we trust having them right first up off really nice trials? So, um, fascinating, fascinating race. And, and we will find out a lot about Resort Man could come out and brain them and, and that form's good. And um, it's it's the progressive one that's living up to the hype. It's, it's, it's a great race. I just think the market should be a lot more compact um than it is yeah for, for mine i think that cup nights are actually uh, run second in this race two years ago behind stage man he hasn't really done a lot of racing um cup night he um his last two preparations have been um impacted by setbacks and he only had the two runs during the the, the winter um he only had the one run in the winter bottom last uh, last carnival in november last year prior to that he um you know, so he's, I suppose, the Northern Stakes victory where he knocked off Rock Magic and Money Matters was only five 
um, five starts ago, but that was what um, you know sixteen months ago. So he hasn't really done a lot of racing and trial twice in the lead up. Paddy Carberry is on. I know that's the family horse, but he is he is riding um, when he has been the uh, the premium partner for it's a ray day but um yeah i think i don't think that would have been a tough decision either i think cup night um stands out to me as the as the best 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 horse in the race uh first up 1200 meters primed to ready to go after two trials any luck from one and cup night's gonna go bang i think um it's good three back defense horse yeah yeah in a small, it just yeah ticks a lot of boxes for for mine. Um, traffic is the only only concern. And what I will say is, I know I know um, Simon A can get a little bit of stick by how enthusiastic he is about his horse's chances, and he's always spoken so highly of it's a ray day. And I even heard him speaking to Digby and Tim Walker. I think it was Digby Beach from Tim Walker Tab Radio a couple of weeks ago. It was a really good in depth interview. Uh, actually, they've been doing some good stuff there, talking to the leading participants there on Tab Radio. And he's just so hard on It's a Ray Day in terms of like talent and ability that he's gone for the blinkers first up. So um, Cup Night for me stands out. But if It's a Ray Day is half as good as what he's trying to believe first up with the with the blinkers on, it could we we could he could unveil or un- unleash his his best. So um, just a bit cautious about. About that, Simon A doesn't doesn't get many, doesn't peg many wrong, and doesn't really boom up the lesser lights. And he's always so bullish about its radar. So blinkers, he's reached for the blinkers first up. Um, be very interesting to see how he performs. But um, I reckon I reckon this is Cup Nights race. I'm scared of its radar. Yeah, it's funny. Its radar was so good first up last prep. I went back and had a look at that run. And I thought, what sort of happened? What am I? Like, where do I rate it's a ray day? Do you know the horses that beat that day? Not one of those has won a race since. Mm. Guns and Navarone was beating 1.8, and Guns and Navarone has gone back to 60 pluses and can't get near him. So, um, it's gone back midweek and can't get near him. So, and then you're sort of looking at it. It's a good win over MTA. And so, MTA was taking ground off it on the line, and MTA isn't a huge turn of foot horse. So, um, jury's out for me with it's a ray day. Jury, just, just jury, a bit of jury, jury is out. out. 100%. So, out. When, it's four, when it's four bucks, it's easy for, for to say. And as I said, this is a top of race. But any of the seven, even Universal Pleasure, because <laughs> I think Universal Pleasure, if it raced in normal grade, it would win its next two or three. Yeah. And it'd be a 90 raider, and it wouldn't be that far off comes the time's rating. Any of the seven can win. I just feel the market is too skew if to the recent uh, running horses and even it's a radar. They're, they're all well longer in my market. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with this cup night mm. drift as well. Yeah. As, as I said, I, I just planned on backing Notorious 1 and it was very simple when I first saw it, but now cup night getting out to $6, it's – yeah, it backs itself. It's it's a really really um, easy play race for me in in that sense, BJ, and I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I'm not that confident I'm necessarily right here. That's mm. the thing because I can't line them all up properly. But I just know that if I lose this race, I'll be really happy with what I've done. I'm very content with taking sort of ten bucks notorious one and six bucks cup night. Cup night for me. Seven horse field. Cup night for me. I reckon he's just about my notorious bet, one. Bet what, what's your words on notorious one? Uh, like notorious one, I think I just just. I can't really see him if they if they're um if he's a length length and a half two lengths off Cup Night I can't see him getting over the top of Cup Night in a uh, in a sprint okay. down the Belmont Straight so I think he's got okay. the stronger closing speed but uh, yeah notorious one if the Game Jimmy brothers can uh, can keep Clint on him for the prep then uh, he could be a black tight winner in the uh, weeks and months to come. I- 
seem part of me as well, DJ, because I've done that much on the Tories one and yeah. the Win Trail for Age series. I've thought about it. He is not riding this horse again. Yeah. You've got Windstorm and you've got yeah. Windstorm, Treasured Star, Devoted, all in the wings. Yeah. So, and, and the Tories one will be going down the same path. This is, I have, I'm choicing it, DJ. <laughs> I have to go. You got to play. I have to press the button. Yeah. I have to press the button one yeah. last time. So. Very good. Um, but it also tells you a story. If I've marked them equal favourites and I'm probably a little bit over the top biased yeah. uh, because of past money's invested, it tells you Cup Night's probably an even better bet. So uh, probably listen to BJ here, but yeah, if Notorious One wins, I'll pretend I was always extremely confident. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about quality, right? So Notorious One, I think he he ran what, did he ran second in this race last year, did he, Notorious One? But he did run second in the Asian Bow Stakes behind Western Empire, fourth in a railway, uh, com, you know, competed in the Kingston Town Classic. So he's got the elevated form lines there. Um, and it's just a matter of um, of he's just such a – He's just such a unique. I'm doing a bit of a Brett Kirk here. He's such a unique character. Is uh, you know, notorious <laughs> one. And thanks, but, DJ. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Terry. Uh, <laughs> um, so uh, and yeah. CJP is the man for the job to 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 uh, handle him. Um, so yeah, like I can see it. For me, I just feel like Cup Knight's going to have fuel position and, and has a closing speed edge over that horse. So Cup Knight for me. I reckon the notorious one will be on its back. That's the thing. Yeah. I think because the way I've mapped it, it, either Clint can either follow Resort Man or he can follow Cup Knight. Mm. So that's why. I, yeah, I, I, you, you, you're probably right over twelve hundred. There's yeah. a big chance you're right over twelve hundred. But geez, I'm very happy to pay to find out on on yeah the Clinton notorious one combo. I've been waiting for this, BJ. Well, it is the price is there, mate. Ten dollars. Um, so yeah, the price is there to play. Absolutely. So looking forward to this one. Race eight is exactly right. Definitely no. the Quokka slot race in April 2023. Handicap over sixteen hundred meters. Um, the Quokka. Gee whiz. Uh, What's that? <laughs> in the race name, they've got the Quokka slot race. In case. <laughs> In What's case, the love? You seen the logo in, in the race book? In What's case that? you didn't know that it was a slot race, sorry. Have you seen the logo in the? Um, did you do that? The, did you do that on Word Art, Terry? <laughs> that's what I was about to say. Is somebody just dragged something from Word Art? I reckon they've had definitely have dragged that from Word Art. That's dearie, babe. That's an absolute Barry Crocker. It? <laughs> it's not great. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Yeah, what's happening right. there? They should put the Brad McManus photo. That should be the Cocker logo, really. They really. should, hundred yeah. percent. Well, that yeah. should be that should be more visible just permanently. Right? <laughs> Some people are calling. We're off. Uh, we're off to Kalgoorlie next week. Who's that? The, the squad, the, the heavy hitters. Yeah, it's the three of us: McManus and uh, Pistol. Pistol Pete. Three of us are going to go, and yeah. Um, yeah, just really not the same though. The big horse Josh Fuchs apparently has moved to Perth, so he's not going to be there. So I didn't know that when I booked my trip because I mean the main reason I like going to Kalgoorlie is to uh, see the big horse <laughs> and he's big uh, and he's and he's a Cobra <laughs> on Annan's Day. That's one of the highlights for me. So a little so what, bit disappointing, but I reckon LK LK Fernie might make amends in uh, his absence. Very good. So what's the itinerary? You fly up Thursday morning, come back Sunday. Is that yes. the, is that the usual procedure yeah. there for Cal? Monday, I'm going to fly back Monday. So, fly back um, Monday. six a.m. on the uh, yeah, just sort of shed all my tears on the um, on the on the Sunday about how much we've done. No, I reckon it's going to be a profitable trip. I'm yeah. confident. We're going to go in confidence. So, okay. that's all you can do. All right. Yeah, looking forward to it though. Let's give see. us a hoy if you are heading out there though, because as I said, Brad and Pete and I'll be floating about. So give us a give us a hoy and come and have a couple of froffies. Very good. All right. So what are we doing here? The uh, the Quokka is uh, don't miss the Quokka, April twenty twenty three. Um, so this is a graduation, a one metro W W win. Um, 
sorry, one Metro win special conditions handicap over the 1650. Western Knight has been um, a little bit stiff, I reckon. First two runs back uh, from a spell, been gone under as a 310 and a 250 favourite. Now lines up here, stepping up to the mile, third up. What are we looking at here, Terry? It's uh, 220, 225, it's short, 230. Are we, uh, are we prepared to play at, uh, at those odds? Nah. Nah, it's the one I want it to feels be like bet, I It feels it. like Betfair Late like could, be, could be an option here. Is, is there anything well, going to be taking any percentage of this horse? Well, its last few starts, it's sort of been, what, it's a three to seven, uh, 250 to 350 and 210 to 310. So it's, it's a horse the market's not liking, which is quite funny for a Cerise and, Cerise and White runner. Um, there's no standout horse the market will come at strongly, but I, I suspect Ginger Baker, Castillo del Lago, mm. uh, Marley's. Um, with Holly going on, that's the type of one that could come in for some type of support. Lone Hand Larry runs a better race. I don't think it gets much market support, though. Um, but there isn't much outside of those. But look, we're going from 127% market or roughly 127% market to 100% market on Betfair late. So if it doesn't trade longer on Betfair after its drifts the first three starts, and I'd be very, very surprised. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've got it on top. I, I want to be on, but I, I need... Yeah, well, I need three dollars to have a bet, and even if it's three bucks on the dot, I'm having a small bet. I need three eighty to have a proper bet, and yeah, it's going to be some drift for me to see that, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I um, that's the only horse I want to be on. I won't, I won't be betting around it, but uh, like you, I'll just be sort of um, uh, hanging around Betfair and just waiting um, to see if, to see if we can get something uh, a bit. Better. I hope it starts either. Three twenty or three fifty or a dollar ninety. It starts a dollar ninety. Then yeah, then we'll then we'll get trying. So, so just give just give an example of what we're sort of talking about here, Terry. So last Saturday we were both really keen, or last week's podcast we were both really keen on Kali's Karma. I think at the time of recording, mm-hmm. what what price were we looking at last week when while we we're recording? Two fifty. Two fifty, right? So mm-hmm. um, Betfair late, you're sort of hanging around. Then all of a sudden, Kali's Karma, you're looking at three thirty, three thirty five um, mm-hmm. late. I think it might have even been three thirty nine. Betfair starting price. Um, from mm-hmm. memory, that's funny because my pro- my price was three forty. Yeah, <laughs> but this is sort of what you're talking. Oh, this yeah. is what you're talking about. This is why we talk about uh, we reference Betfair so much in our previews because when we're when we're recording these are as Terry said, what are we looking at from a sports bet point of view? For 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 example, where this race is is a one twenty five percent market. So when we're when that's why we often refer to just ha- just wait for Betfair because um yeah you you could have you could have backed Carly's Karma when we recorded last Thursday. That two fifty, or waited to get the three thirty, three forty yeah. on on the Saturday. So this is this feels like it's risk versus yeah. reward as well. Like say this does get backed, you might have to take two ten, two dollars late if you're desperate to back it. Right, so you're yep. going to lose twenty twenty cents, but it's not impossible. You're going to take something starting with a three in front of it if you wait till late. So you might lose twenty cents. That's your risk. Yep, but your reward is potentially another dollar. Like so. Yeah, that's yeah. Risk first reward is a way I like to look at those ones. So, but yeah, again, look, if this starts dollar ninety, like I'm, I'm happy to try and get it beaten. Let's try it with one of the map horses each way or something. Look, Castillo de Lago. Yeah, Castillo de Lago looks, Ging- looks like the horse that can nick it. And if Ginger Baker's well, stalking, Ginger Baker's yeah. waiting. Yeah, Ginger Baker's waiting for the. I don't think that's the thing. It's a thing. It's a sticky map from mm. three, which sounds funny, BJ. But I think Call Again will stalk. Castillo de Lago, and I reckon Call Again can actually win the race. To be honest with you, I mm. thought it was a super win last start against Strike. Now on the on a track where not many leaders were winning or even giving much of a kick. So um, Call Again's one that's creeping out to a bit above my price. I'm about thirteen, fourteen dollars there. Mm. So 
Uh, lone hand, Larry, three back the fence. Last time Blinkers went on over a mile, it was a winner. Um, so, again, in that Castillo del Largo line, remember last time it was Catalpa and Rejuva King. Mm-hmm. They all settled on the fence following the hot tempo, and they ran one, two, three. So That's sometimes yep. if West – and there's eight. One thing I found funny about this race page is there's eight backmarkers here. So Western Knight isn't impossible to be lead, not leading up, but impossible to be one off the fence, but not with cover. It, it's actually a funny race in that sense in regards to so many are going to drop back and then you could have a line out in front where you've got Castillo, call yeah. again, lone hand lap. Single file. Um, sorry, Castillo, call again. Yeah, single file. Yeah. It's unlikely, but there's a big chance it could be Ginger Baker yeah. um, that ends up having to breeze, which I don't think they'll want to do. Um, fascinating race. So as I said, I want to be on Western Night, but I'm. This isn't one I'm desperate to be on. So it'll be a very small bet if it's three bucks, and it'll be a, a reasonable bet if it's near four, which seems unlikely. Same yeah. as Carly's last week. I had the tiniest bet in the world on because it got out to near my price, and that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but if it happened to drift to four twenty, I probably would have had a good crack. So yeah, okay. that's how it is. I like Western Night being drawn. I think the the gate two and gate one, respectively, its last two starts have. Um, haven't necessarily suited this horse. Drawn off the fence with CJP on board. If he can, if he can get him out around horses rather than having to improve inside and um, underneath horses, then I think West will see Western Knight uh, be able to um, lengthen lower and have that sustained closing speed and strength late. I think Western Empire is the one. Really? But we're holding holding fire for me, and um, I want I want I'm just going to follow Terry's lead here, and hopefully we can get something closer to three bucks. I'm happy to play closer to three bucks. Terry wants more than that. It should start. Um, it should land in about six as well. Yeah, because there's so many back markers. It's um, yeah, it's quite incredible. Like you got Mar- Marley's crazy, White Terry, Dancing Jack, Indominus, Speedy, Miss Secret Statues, George Gently. They're all going to go back. So yeah. yeah, it should it should land in sixth. To be fair. Okay. All right. Very good. What time is it, Terry? Ah, uh, BJ. It's time for the get out stakes, isn't it? S T E. A-K-S. That's right. Extremely popular. Get Out Steaks brought to Extremely. you by Market City Meats, the largest. So popular, in fact, that we've already had entries before the podcast has gone out. That's uh, that's how much the uh, listeners love the Get Out Steaks. So, uh, Market City Meats is the uh, sponsor of this fantastic Twitter-based competition. Market City Meats, of course, is the largest retail butcher shop in Perth located at Kenningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, him and his team run the show. Um, if you are dropping in to see uh, Timmy there at Market City Meets, make sure that you let him and the squad there know that you listen to the 1-1. Congratulations to episode 141 winner, Dave Ryan. No relations. Congratulations, Dave. Dave, Dave Scorpio on Twitter. He was nearest the pin with his Let's Gallivant prediction and, in fact, posted a uh, terrific, tremendous photo of his collection mm, from, from Market City Meat. So we'll give that a big shout out well. uh, on Twitter later on this afternoon. So he uh, he had a big collect out there at Market City Meat, did our man Dave. Now to enter the Get Out Stakes this week, race nine at Belmont, uh, at the 1-1 pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win and a decimal winning margin. Two decimal places are the way to go. And never, ever forget the Sam White Rule Guru. First in, best dressed, BJ. Has Dave won it in the past? Um, I'm just trying to think. Uh, just bear with me. He'd enter it most weeks. He does, yeah. He's a, yeah, he's a friend of the show. Um, Very good friend of the show. Uh, Surely. I reckon he's won I reckon, a, he, he's, I reckon, I reckon he, he's won a, a mastermind, the, like the old master, mastermind. We still need to get the leaderboard. I reckon- 
Yeah, if that is his first, I reckon when it rains, it pours. So I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that Dave follows me this week. <laughs> yeah, he's a big. Yeah, he follows the guru actually. Um, uh, follows the guru stuff on Betfair does our man Dave. So yes, I'll, uh, I can't. I think he won a mastermind under the old system, but he's been a big supporter of the one one over the journey. So for him to chime in episode 141 there and get the get out stakes is uh, a great result for one of our uh, loyal listeners. So race nine is the westerntrilogy.com.au handicap um, over the mile 70. Two plus. Interesting to see your take on the map here, Terry, because of course, advanced is is favourite. El Safino is fancied as well. They're going to jump from eleven and twelve, but Buster Bash is a bold front running type with Brandon Louis on board. This was one of the deciding questions in our mastermind earlier. Uh, Buster Bash feels like it's going to have significant field position advantage over um, El Safina and advance the two four-year-olds there. Uh, what's your take? Is, is Brandon Louis going to be able to establish enough of a break uh, with maybe Savage One sitting outside it and pressuring? And um, can he hold off the fast finishing advance at El Safina? Thoughts, Terry? Yeah, I'd keep an eye with scratchings in the morning. Savage One's off 35 days with the apprentice on. Um, it wouldn't surprise me coming off a setback even if Savage One came out. BJ. It's one of those, you know, it's got that type of feel where it's sort of like we'll see how it pulls up, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know anything um, more than that. Um, but, yeah, you'd think they'll be pretty happy just to breeze with Savage One. I'm always happy taking a horse off 35 days on. So Savage One's one that can uh, win without me on board. But you're right. Um, it was a really good question you asked because that came into my thinking with how I structured this market. I was like, oh, you lose Paul Harvey. Mm-hmm. But then you go back and do the form and you go, hang on. Um, great questions earlier, by the way. Yeah. I loved your mastermind questions today. Um, but then you go, hang on, it's one with Jet Stanley and Christy Bennett and it's one really well with those two hoops on board. So um, Brandon Louise riding this type of horse extremely well. Rode one for Harry last week with um, – Jeez, power of uh, position, power, power. position of power, yeah. position of power last week. So, yeah, look, I think Buster Bash is foolproof. He goes forward. He, he rolls them along. I think he can shake off the horse in the breeze. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's going to be extremely hard to, to run down. Advance was a good winner, I think. And, and it won really well, so I'm not going to take anything away from it, but it got it got the right race. Good you setup. Know, the leaders Good setup, stopped. Yeah. The second horse came from last, which shows you it was a race that suited that type of run. Uh, I backed Holy Ghost each way, who ran third, and it got held up for a, a good portion of the straight. So it was just that type of race where you can – the run on horses were going to win. Chris Parnham gave it a 10 out of 10. He did. But look – Benji's has to be a big chance of getting caught three deep, no cover from barrier 10. And I reckon Benji's, the way it's going, is the type of horse that you want to be on the back of three deep, no cover. So I reckon it will take you right into the race. So Alcifana and Advanced will will be both hoping to sort of get in that sort of train and be following Benji's into the race. But I'm happy to take them both on, BJ, um, from that draw. They need a lot of luck. They're three bucks and six bucks, which is well under my prices. Um, I mark Buster Bash basically an equal favourite, actually just a slight second favourite, and I definitely wouldn't begrudge anyone um, saving on it. But I, I've actually marked Rationale favourite here, BJ. I'm not quite sure how um, I've come up with that. Well, I'm quite sure I've come mm-hmm. up with that. Actually, I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend that I'm the not stable mate. actually. So the stable mate, yeah, yeah exactly right. So um, Paul Harvey went on. It's it's a funny horse actually. I'll just detail its sort of history to to some degree. So. It won a race um, back in 2019. It was a really good win with Lee Newman on board. It spent about 13 months off the racetrack, 
One first up, which is a really big effort of 13 months, uh, beat Amasinus, uh, who goes all right. One, it's won all three of its races that campaign. Amasensis, yeah, I know it. Amasensis, yep. exactly yep. right. Uh, it, then spent, uh, it then spent about 14, 15 months uh, <laughs> on the sidelines, came back, was huge uh, in the jungle mist, was huge in the jungle dawn. Uh, and it come out and won a couple of races over 1600 and 1800 um, over the Fugazi and Naughty by Nature, mm. which was which was and is really good form. So that's two victories off sort of 13 months and 14 months. So it's had an 18 month spell this time. Um, it's obviously just a horse with with issues, and they need to tread warily. Uh, the two trials were okay. The first up run was was okay over the sprint journey. Thought its last effort. It says it's run second last. Oh, I think it was just about the run of the race. Mm. Um, to be honest with you. Paul, he sort of snagged it from a sticky gate. Uh, he, he never got serious for, for half an inch. Like he was just he was just travelling nicely. He stood up and behind him in the straight. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was just an absolutely brilliant run. I think it was the third quickest last two of that race, despite the fact he, he barely asked for an inch. He got home. It got to the line better than Billy Ray, who was under proper riding. So mm. I think Paul can utilise the good draw. Um, knock it out the gates here and just about land somewhere near the back of Buster Bash um, or even Savage One um, and, and have field position on, on those uh, good ones that are drawn wide. So he's only two guys, sorry, her only two goes past 1400 have been uh, those two victories over 1600 and 1800. So the further she goes, the better she is, I suspect. And both of those wins um, were from good draws with Paul Harvey on in very similar setup mm. races to this. So, look, I yeah, I'm I'm pretty keen, and I knew the she's, market. Uh, she's a winner, rationale. She rationale, and she's exactly what I wrote earlier. She's a winner. She's yeah. six from twelve. So, um, yeah. So, look, I, I I think it's it's a two stable mates I'm focusing on. But when one's what seven, it's still seventeen dollars um, at the moment. That's yeah, that's each way all day for me. So, rationale for me, BJ. Yeah, you've talked me into that one, Terry. Very well done. I um, I was going to say it's been an eventful couple of weeks for the Pontiff, hasn't it? <laughs> so, it if we look has. back two Saturdays ago, there was a big inquiry into his ride on position, position of power. Um, we spoke about that last week. Uh, that always came out in one last Saturday with Brandon on board. And then uh, then last Saturday, there was an inquiry into his handling of pixie chicks <laughs> mm. <laughs> over the concluding stages. Um, so he's, he's spent a, a significant amount of time in the stewards' room. But in between times, he's he's chalking up a few winners as well, including the feature on, um, on Comes a Time in the Nicopolis last Saturday for Michael Grantham, who was tremendous on the 1-1 uh, in our interview uh, last week so thanks thanks to michael there and the pond of uh, then he lifted his dreaming to, to victory at for lk fernie at belmont midweek so um yeah in between the stewards room and, and the winners enclosure it's a bit of a roller coaster ride with with the pond in it so um he uh yeah so he's um but so anything i guess what i'm trying to say is anything can happen from from two on on rationale on uh, on saturday but if you get the best of the pontiff with the leader rolling them along and the and the two sort of fancied runners out the back He's from two jumps, holds a spot. Yeah, makes a lot of sense at a good price too, Tara. I think you've, uh, I think you're under one there. Did you like its last one? Did you watch her last yeah, one? Yeah. I think she's one that most I, people. I just always say eighteen months off the scene. Yeah, I always, um, I've always just been, 11, just been waiting for for signs to suggest that she she's on her on her way back. She's she's real mm -hmm. talented. Uh, quality race man, um, and um, yeah, just like she's just building into a prep. So yeah, I can. She just travelled so well, didn't he? Mm. And he didn't ask, didn't ask for an inch. He didn't yeah. ask for an inch. So 
anyway, we'll, we'll find out. We're getting the price to find out. Yeah, and with yeah, with Buster Bash just doing what he does out in front, stringing stringing the field out. Hopefully, you can see that there's going to be um, there should be some some um, I guess some gaps for Paul Harvey and Rationality to work into, and that means that Advance and El Safina and those type of horses are going to have to going to have to really sizzle late to um, to get over the top of him in what's going to be a genuinely run mile. So they're going to have to be really strong. Um, so if uh, so, providing Rationale can hold a spot from two and doesn't get too far back, then uh, yeah, you're, that's, you're up. That's you're the up. key. Yeah, yeah, that's the key. I, I am. That's the first fifty hundred meters of the race will be uh, very interesting viewing. I mean, I think the positive for Ration Ali is the fact you've got um, sort of constant dreaming out. Safina advanced, Chuck Luck's not jumping. Benji's, uh, Eorways and Floyd, they all naturally get yep. backed, but I guess the concerning aspect is the horse directly on your outside who does have some gate speed in the great one. So I don't know if you want to get stuck. Um, I, I think the great one's actually over the odds at yeah. over one. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's going to stop dead on you, yeah. um, but you also, you'd probably prefer to keep the great one on your outside if you could. Okay, and just a quick comment on Constant Dreaming, the 1,000 guineas, Ascot 1,000 guineas when resuming a uh, nah, couple of trials. None. All right. The trials are two months ago. Actually, one of the Natasha as well, I forgot about that, did Constant Dreaming and uh, ran third in the WA Oaks. Couple of, oh, yeah, you're right. So the last trial was at the 8th of eighth of August. So I just noticed, though, the, the Durant camp had a, have had a pretty soft start to the season, but their horses look like they're heading in a more positive direction oh, yeah. recently. Oh, yeah. And the thing that I like, what I've seen from them, even the ones that are getting beat, hitting the line um and um so there's been a few of those that have been flashing late running second or second or third or something like that so it's always a good sign when the durant horses are hitting the line with strength it looks like they're building towards something so um good to see the uh the dual stakes winner there in constant dreaming making her return but yeah i think i think you found one there terry so take it away with your how you feel like this um how we should play the last rationale yeah, either back rationale each way, save Buster Bash if you yep. want, or just back rationale each way. Um, yeah, that's the they're the major focus for me. I've got those two clearly ahead of the rest in the market, advance the third favourite, and then sort of daylight to fourth. So I keep taking on our Safina. I think I think uh, yeah, it was a good win last start, but you had the back of real grace. And let's be honest, I don't think that was where it wasn't probably I think going forward they'll be riding real grace with cover. Like I was fine with the ride and we even spoke to Mickey about it. I think it's where it had to end up, especially with getting the cue bang scratched. That was key. Um, that was the key. Getting at the, the gate. So that's probably cooked yeah. us. So yeah. Yeah, so you, you've just ended up in the right position to win that race, and it's a nice horse. And yeah, if it wins again, then I'll, I'll probably eat to my words again. But mm. um, I'm happy to take out Safina on at six bucks up to the mile. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be having something on yours uh, tip there, Terry. And Buster Buster Bash was my initial leaning, just out in front, rolling, just doing what he does. Race for in form. Um, loves the loves the Belmont Mile. Keep he's, it simple. He's going to take some catching out in front. Brandon Louis on board. Um, yeah, so I'll definitely be having something on the Harrison Train Runners in the Get Out Stake. So Terry, let's take a break, and we'll be back with our Betfair Best, our Lays, and our Maddies for Blackout Bart Stakes Day. Okay, Terry, it's time for our Betfair Best betting propositions of the day. What is your Betfair Best on Black Art Day? Black Art Bart Day. Uh, and the last, race nine, number six, Rationale. I we'll like it. The, That's great. We'll go the, the big price. It's, it's the one with the biggest differential to my own market. So, um, yeah, it's, it's rare that we find one at a price on a Saturday that we're pretty keen on. So, we'll, we'll go for the Hail Mary um, Rationale in the last. Vintage guru. Okay. Uh, my uh, my Betfair Best comes up in the feature of the Blackout Bar. 
I'm going to go number two, Cup Knight. First up, um, Patrick Carberry in the saddle. Um, he's my bet fair best. I think he should be at least equal favourite. And um, I think that the, the drift this morning is there's plenty of juice in that in that price. So um, mm. Cup Knight, best horse in the race, sh- should be winning. Uh, something on the double there, hundred to one. Mm. Our best. It's very good. Maddie's. Uh, Maddie's, 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 Maddie's. I'll go with just looking at my markets again. It's not one I've even tipped to me for or anything, but uh, call again. As I said, I think that's that's getting out now. Twenty one dollars in race number eight. I was, as I said, closer to thirteen. So um, call again, race number eight. Okay. Demolish isn't quite. Only, uh, by the way, it's only three dollars longer than my best. <laughs> <laughs> or Four dollars longer. Demolish isn't uh, isn't quite uh, Maddie price. There is sixteen dollars. Um, staring at right now for Demolish mm. as a Maddie, which I think is a great price, but isn't Maddie. So sticking it within the spirit of the uh, of the category, I'm going to go to the same race as Terry's Maddie. I'm going to go for number 12, Secret Statue. Has been my Maddie before, everything against it from the draw, but it just feels like a, a horse that Lucy Warwick can um, can get to uh, run a race. This horse is actually recent form been really good. I'm expecting you know twenty one dollars plus on race day. Secret statue, mm. my Maddie race eight. Very good. Found secret statue. Uh, late. Suited up to the mile as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, I've got nothing too short for you. Uh, a couple, three horses at five bucks. I'll give you three at five dollars that are all significantly longer in Hit my me. market. Hit That's me. race, race two, Legacy Atara, uh, who I've seen a few people at Canon actually. So very interesting how she goes. Uh, race three, Costume Party. I think it's between the two big dogs. And race nine, always happy to take one and off for setback. Savage one. Uh, they're all around five five fifty. So we'll eight, three. Uh, and yeah, I, I can't really add a lot to that. So around the, a similar sort of four dollar four fifty price, second favourite in the Street Parade race, who I think just jumps leads and wins is Ghostly Walks. Uh, I think Street Parade Oof. can uh, can control that and go bang. Ghostly Walks is my lay on uh, on Blackout Bart Stakes Day. Um, this was supposed to be a strip back version, Terry. I don't know how we went with that, but uh, um, anyway. not strip back all that well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we I don't think we shave too much time off it, but uh, no. good good, uh, good getting stuck into the race day, and uh, it's going to be uh, tremendous catching uh, watching the races, flicking between the races, and of course the big one from the MCG tomorrow, Geelong versus Shidney in the uh, AFL Grand Final. No, very much looking forward to the weekend. Obviously, Make a Thorough Cup Day is uh, is probably going to be the highlights. Um, don't forget to get your nominations in next week to to sit in my chair and, and do this alongside BJ because I will be in the gold fields. Uh, thank you very much to Scotty Embry, uh, who was victorious over Lockie Taylor, who might be firing in a protest <laughs> Another host <one>. podcast. <laughs> and and I, if my ears don't deceive me, he might uh, he might get that one upheld as well. So, um, But no, Scotty was dominant on the line still. So I think the stewards will, uh, will say that even if that was an incorrect result, Handed out there that uh, the, the way margin, Scott was travelling yeah. in the run, his his horse was still going to be victorious. So <laughs> uh, we have our final four, which may kick off next week. I'm sure BJ will uh, deliver more in time. Thanks again to our lovely producer Jan. Always does a tremendous job. Hope she enjoyed her uh, public holiday yesterday. Uh, and until next week on the one one. Oh, 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 oh.